Hey guys, Cable here, and this week's podcast is brought to you by Scoped Vision. Y'all probably know of PhoneScope by now, right? It's that technology that allows you to hook up an adapter to your cell phone and then place that on your spotting scope or binos, and you can record what you're seeing through your optic. Well, Scoped Vision is the evolution of that technology, and now you can actually record your hunt through your rifle scope. They've got an adapter, it attaches to your scope, and you record right there with your cell phone. It's awesome. It's scoped vision. You can find it at phonescope.com. On the land there stands a cabin that our grandfather built. When I'm away hunting, I feel overrun with guilt. Cause darling's all alone except for Good morning, good morning, good morning. Little Jason Bolin. Our times are relative, kicking things off for us on the Lone Star Outdoors show today. Cable Smith here with you. Thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate each and every one of you for spending a part of your week with me, whether you're tuned in on one of our radio affiliates or uh, if you're just checking out the podcast at your convenience. I don't care. I'm just glad you're listening. So thank you for that. It is a great time to be alive in the great outdoors. I tell you what, the uh, crappie are biting, the largemouth are fat and happy. And if they're not in the shallows by now, they they should be. They certainly are throughout most of Texas. Uh, If you live up north, you might be waiting on that spawn just a little bit longer. Uh, Smallies should be firing off here pretty soon as well. I know I'll be headed up to Lake Texoma here in the next couple weeks to chase those red eyes. And then, of course, spring turkey. My goodness, I've had a rough go of it so far this season, but, uh, you know, there's no quitting me, so I'll be back out there next week. Last weekend, had 4,000 acres of prime turkey habitat. I was hunting with my friends uh, Brett Jepson and Charles Spiegel over at Three Crow Outfitters, and goodness gracious, literally 4,000 acres. An incredible country, not a peep. Two days, we heard one gobble of one bird coming off the roost, and that was it. So all hinned up, and uh, I refused to sit at a feeder and deer hunt turkey, so came home empty-handed, but that's the way it goes, and uh, we'll get back after them next time. But, man, one of my favorite times of the year for sure. So you better be making plans to get into the great outdoors this spring. That's all I've got to say because it is a wonderful time of the year, and uh, and it's pretty. Things are greening up, and blue bonnets are blooming. Yeah, it's... Uh, there's no excuse. Get your butt outdoors. Uh, anyway, we've got a great show lined up for you today. And you know what to do by now. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of granddaddy's beat-up Stanley Thermos, that uh, one he passed down. It's probably 30, 40 years old, but still keeps that coffee piping hot, just like it always has and always will. promise you that Stanley Thermos is going to be around a lot longer than you or I. I uh, guarantee you that. But pour yourself another cup because we're ready to rock and roll off the top. Our friend Jeff Berry of Kent Cartridge will be here. Speaking of a spring turkey, uh, they've got some loads that I want to dissect today. Everything from the ultimate turkey, which is lead shot, to the TK7 tungsten, which is about as lethal a shot shell you're going to find on the market. I mean, you can drop bombs with this thing. 60 yards, no problem. And we'll discuss why. Why is tungsten so much more lethal than lead shot? Uh, We'll get into that with Jeff. Also, Fast Steel 2.0. All you Kent fans out there, well, 
Ken Fastil is being discontinued, and Fastil 2.0 will hit the market this fall. Uh, you might even be able to pick it up already, but uh, we'll get into why uh, or how they improved something that was pretty damn sweet to begin with. Uh, so that's coming up here with Jeff. Then we'll be joined by one of my favorite new acts on the country music scene. Uh, Zach Romo of the Zach Romo Band will be here in studio. He'll bring his guitar, and we will take a listen to uh, some brand new tunes off their debut EP, and also talk some coyote hunting and a little fishing, maybe I think striper fishing uh, with Zach. So that is coming up at the bottom of the hour. It's going to be a good one, promise you that. A couple other things to mention, Guns and Guitars 5, taking place June 27th through the 30th, at Coons Canyon Ranch, we've got Max Stalling. We've got Mark David Manners. We've got Max's uh, better half, Heather Stalling, on the fiddle. They will be playing campfire concerts Friday and Saturday. And here's the best part. You get to hunt Axis deer or black buck or Audad or a scimitar horned oryx. All of those species are in play. If you see something that strikes your fancy, you want to take the meat home, you want to put the antlers on your wall, hey, that's what this weekend is all about. Hunting in the beautiful Texas Hill Country and some great country music camaraderie. It's fully catered, includes all your alcohol, everything. Check it out. Guns and Guitars 5. Spots are limited. And I believe we have two hunting spots left and four non-hunting guests. So if you're interested, shoot me an email, lonestaroutdoorshow at gmail.com, and I will get you the necessary information on cost and logistics and all that stuff. Love to have you. Guns and Guitars 5 coming at you June 27th through the 30th. Um, what else here? Uh, let's do a quick giveaway. I've got a Coons Canyon Ranch. Speaking of Coons Canyon Ranch, um, I've got a Coons Canyon Ranch cap, koozie, and blind bag, a camo blind bag from Game Guard, which we will give away to, let's just make everyone eligible. All you need to do is email the word, let's make it uh, Axis Deer, since that's what, generally speaking, everybody wants to hunt down at Coons Canyon Ranch. But just say Axis Deer, shoot it over to Lone Star Outdoors Show at gmail.com, and we'll get you entered into this week's prize package from Coons Canyon Ranch. Also, don't forget, use the LSOS Photo Contest hashtag on Instagram, or you can post your uh, monthly photo entry on my Facebook page. This month's Photo of the Month Grand Prize, Mossberg 835 Tactical Turkey Shotgun. We are giving away an $800 shotgun this month. So make sure you get your submissions in. We'll get you entered. And uh, one lucky listener will walk away with a new Mossberg 835 at the end of April. Let's take a break. So much to get into today. Up next, we're talking all things turkey loads with Kent Cartridge's Jeff Berry. You're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Turn me loose, set me free Somewhere in the middle of Montana Hey y'all, spring is here and that means a lot of things but specifically, your lawn is about to become your own worst nightmare. That's why I use JC's Landscaping. They do everything from lawn and landscape maintenance to fertilization and weed control. New premium sod installations. Hey, you need a French drain? I had to have them put in a French drain a couple years ago. They do that too. Landscaping updates, makeovers, stone borders, patios, and much more. Serving the North Dallas and surrounding areas, you can find them at jclandscapingllc.com and tell them Cable sent you. Texas is beautiful 
There's a little Jerry Jeff Walker. Texas Beautiful bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Powered by Dallas Safari Club. Cable Smith riding shotgun with you today. Thank you for being here. Thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris, our longtime presenting sponsors. As uh, We certainly appreciate their support. Don't forget that I'll be out at Rudy's Barbecue in Allen, Texas. It's in front of the Cabela's. So, uh, hey, you can kill two birds with one stone. Come on out Saturday, April 20th from 10 until noon. I'll be out there. We'll talk some hunting and fishing. And, hey, I will have tons of great prizes to give away. Fishing trips, stealth cams, um, Lone Star Outdoors show cap, stickers, T-shirts, you name it. Head on out to Rudy's, and uh, we'll have uh, some great barbecue and a cold Lone Star and talk some hunting. I'll see you there. Uh, this segment of the show, by the way, proudly brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. Check us out at biggame.org for more information. Love to have you be a part of this great group of uh, conservation-minded outdoorsmen and women. Um, with that being said, let's talk some shotgun shells here, uh, specifically turkey loads for this spring, and we'll do that now with Kent Cartridge's Director of Sales and Marketing, Jeff Berry. Jeff, certainly appreciate you being here, man. Absolutely, Cable. It's great to be here. Certainly a pleasure. So, uh, first of all, let's get to know you just a little bit before we talk shotgun shells. Um, tell us about yourself as a sportsman. You know, what wing critters do you enjoy hunting most? And I don't know if you do any big game hunting, but uh, just uh, uh, let's get to know you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I grew up on the plains in Nebraska, and growing up uh, mainly upland hunting, and then was introduced to uh, waterfowl hunting uh, when I was in high school, and and fell in love with it, uh, and uh, and really tried to experience as much as I could from predator hunting to big game hunting, uh, kind of the jack of all trades, master of none uh, in that regard with uh, what I like to hunt. And, uh, Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If just, it's in I love season, it all. I'm giving it a try and 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 spending time with with friends in the field and uh, not just one discipline, but uh, uh, you know, if I had to pick one, I would say predator hunting is probably my favorite, mm-hmm. uh, and and then upland hunting would be my favorite. Bird hunting, uh, there's there's just nothing better than walking through a walking through a field in a crisp fall morning behind a great bird dog and and watching the uh, watching Watching the, the dog work and 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 the birds uh, and just having a great great time with folks that you, that you uh, are good friends with and and it's just tremendous. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately uh, for me, you know, I kind of missed the heyday of quail hunting. We had a re- kind of a resurgence three years ago, but man, there used to be quail like where I live now in North Texas. There used to be quail at all the public land lakes, you know, uh, 40, 50 years ago, and uh, I don't know, I think it was born a little too late. <laughs> I hear that a lot with 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 quail hunters, and and I got to experience some of it, but it, back home it is not like what it used to be. And then uh, you know, there's obviously great uh, game preserve opportunities, oh, but sure. it's just nothing like uh, uh, wild quail hunting. Yeah, yeah. I've been fortunate; I've been able to go on a handful of wild quail hunts that were, you know, just bang up shoots. But uh, yeah, there's nothing like working behind a good a good pointer. That is for sure. Um, so do you have any dogs? 
uh, at this time, uh, I, I don't have any bird dogs. Uh, I'm married into uh, a ready-made pet family. My wife has uh, has a, a few West uh, West Highland Terriers, so uh, uh, bird dogs will be on our list uh, coming <laughs> up, though. Right on. Okay, so you've been with Kent for two years. Um, let's do this. Let's talk turkey first. And there's a couple loads that I've been playing around with this spring. Haven't actually gotten to kill gobbler yet. We were talking about that off the air. Just the birds have uh, last weekend were all hinned up. And then um, I don't know what a big property is in you know where you grew up in Nebraska, but here like I feel like 300 acres is just kind of small. I want to run and gun. I want to hear a gobble. I want to go. And I kept running uh, running into fences and in, in this other uh, property we hunted. So. Um, you know, giving it hell, just have, the cards having a line. So we'll be back at it next week. That being said, one of these loads, Jeff, the ultimate turkey, I have killed a hog with it, and that was a 120-pound sow at 35 yards. So as far as the lethality, lethality of this uh, ultimate turkey, the diamond shot, I've been very impressed with it. Let's start there. What um, specifics about this load separate it from the competition? Yeah, it, what what separates Ultimate Turkey is number one, we use our premium uh, lead shot, what we call diamond shot. Mm-hmm. It's highly polished and high antimony. So that high antimony makes it, uh, uh, on in terms of lead shot, makes it very hard, okay, to break break the bones of the turkey. The highly uh, how highly polished it is gives it uh, tremendous uh, uniformity for patterns, okay. And then what we do is we make it the heaviest payload of uh, of any lead turkey loads on the market. For example, our 12-gauge 3-inch load that uh, we put 2 ounces of lead shot in. At comparable price points, you'll find an ounce and 7 eighths. Mm. Our 3.5-inch load, we put it 2 and a quarter ounces in. Uh, comparable price point, uh, you'll find uh, 2 ounces. So we, we get in a little bit more shot in there, tighter patterns, uh, so it's just absolutely devastating when you combine it with the premium shot we're using well and and, i mean you think about 120 pound pig that's a lot different than a turkey that you're trying to basically head shoot uh and this thing just it dumped him he never took another step you know she didn't i was pretty impressed with that uh because i don't find it unethical to take a shot at a hog you know with uh um a shotgun shell designed for i've killed them with duck loads to be honest with you it just depends on how close you are uh, but sometimes they do run. This one, Stone Cold killed it. So right, yeah. I, the 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 uh, the pattern density that you were going to get with that large payload is, is I, I wouldn't say hit, hitting quite like a slug, but it's it's gonna it's gonna be awfully close uh, because of how how tight that pattern is and how short that shot string is. Yeah, yeah. And the ones I'm shooting are three and a half inch uh, four shot. So just to give folks reference there, that's what I'm. At, yeah. So then, yeah, you have our largest pellet that we offer in that turkey load, so you're going to get uh, a tremendous energy with that large pellet. Well, I'm looking forward to shooting a gobbler in the head with it pretty soon. So, <laughs> Absolutely. It's <laughs> great medicine what it does. Yeah. One of the others, and this one uh, I patterned last weekend, is the TK7 Penetrator, and this is a tungsten turkey shot shell. Um, the one that I have, I'm looking at the box right here, is it's a three inch shell and it's a seven shot so talk a little bit about tungsten obviously when you start talking about this this type of metal it's more expensive than lead or steel but you get what you pay for i mean it's a lot more dense than than lead or steel as well 
Absolutely. So uh, in the market, everyone's heard of uh, TSS, Tungsten uh, Supershot, which is 18 density. Uh, that was introduced a couple of years ago. There's a, a number of manufacturers who are loading it. We had the opportunity at, with some 15 density shot. Okay, It's a little bit less dense, but it's still 38% greater density than lead mm-hmm. and greater density than a lot of the uh, tungsten-based products that have been on the market for years. And we we looked at it and said, how can we compare it to the uh, TSS products that are on the market? And what we were able to find, because it is a little bit less dense than that 18 density, we can get more pellets uh, uh, per ounce of the number seven than the high density product. Okay, what that allows us to do is still get an extremely high pellet count, but lower the payload to a managed uh, managed amount. Right now in that 12-gauge 3-inch load, we use an ounce and five-eighths of shot. Okay, that does two things for the end user. First of all, when he's out in the field, it's going to give managed recoil. It's going to feel like shooting a lead upland load versus a, versus a really heavy two or two and a quarter ounce turkey load that's going to rattle your teeth and make, you know, follow-up shots on the second bird, uh, very, very difficult, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so manage recoil, and then, because we're using less of that expensive shot, we it's going to be on the shelves a little bit less than the TSS product while still offering very high-density uh, uh, shot, relatively speaking, to lead or some of the other tungsten-based products on the market. So it's a value proposition with managed recoil compared to the TSS product. In, uh, in our testing, we were putting over 200 pellets in a 10-inch circle at 40 yards when equipped with a uh, uh, with a specialized turkey choke. Yeah, well, and that's what I was going to ask you. So I was going to use 30 yards as the barometer, but about how many pellets if you if you're if you've patterned your gun, let's assume that you've patterned your gun. Uh, how many pellets, if you're on the bird, could you expect to put, you know, basically in that that head area at 30 yards? At, at 30 yards, it's it's a tremendous amount. We, again, our our data will say uh, we use a 10 inch circle, and and we're getting a 200 in a 10 inch circle. So if you Maybe take that ten-inch circle and, uh, and I gave up trying to count into, on in, paper. In the thirds, uh, <laughs> you're 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 looking at uh, you know doing quick math here. You're looking at you know sixty-five pellets uh-huh. uh, in, in a turkey's head at at thirty or forty yards, which is a tremendous amount given the density and energy of that tungsten pellet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're not going to flop on you. They're going to be they're going to be stone dead right there. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Is I I quit counting. I, I when I patterned <laughs> it, I was like, there's too many, you know, in the inner circle to even count. So I've been very impressed with that. And hopefully, uh, hopefully the goal would be to kill uh, two gobblers this coming week and uh, knock one down with each. But uh, I'm going to go with the the penetrator up front. What is the like? So we talked about 40 yards, 200 pellets in a 10 inch diameter circle how far out ethically uh with the turkey choke can someone shoot uh with the uh, penetrator we do we do uh talk about our products to uh 240 yards what i will tell you is that high density tungsten products carry their energy and velocity uh quite a bit further than lead mm-hmm. uh so if there is birds hanging up there that that uh a long range shot where where you feel where the shooter would feel comfortable with our our load is probably going to be lethal 
So uh, 60 yards if you're comfortable. Oh, I, I would say absolutely. Uh-huh. It's interesting that you said that they, the uh, tungsten's going to carry its velocity farther, uh, its kinetic energy farther than the, the lead. Because I'm, I'm looking at the boxes here, and the, uh, the ultimate turkey, 1,200 feet per second. And the, the tungsten, uh, TK7, 1,100 feet per second. So even though it's coming out of the barrel slower, it's still carrying that knockdown power at a greater distance. Absolutely. We we don't need to run it as fast. And honestly, that's the key. One of the keys to getting those extremely dense, tight patterns. Uh-huh. Okay. And protecting and protecting your barrel from from the high density tungsten shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so that those are the two turkey loads I really wanted to hit on today. Uh, like I said, very impressed with the ultimate turkey. It, it hammered that hog. And uh, when did the? Because I didn't actually have the TK7 last year. When did y'all put this out uh, on the market? We uh, we started shipping it in January. We introduced it in October, and well, that's because why I didn't we have it. <laughs> right ex- exactly, and it's it's available at select independent retailers uh, nationwide. Uh, there's a lot of there's some online guys of uh, these independent retailers that that have it available for sale. But uh, in year one, we really had to limit it to independent retailers. Uh, you may see it in year two uh, expanded to some of the box stores or or, or some uh, some other dealers across the country. Okay, but you could probably pick it up obviously on, online, huh? Yeah, there there's some certain online players out there that do a good job uh, uh selling ammunition that that have it available. Okay, and the ultimate turkey uh obviously more readily available. That's correct. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's do this, Jeff. Let's take a quick break and come back and discuss waterfowl loads because I don't know how you improve on the gold standard, what I consider to be the gold standard of Kent Fast Steel, but that's exactly what y'all did. So, uh can you stick around for a few more minutes? All righty. Good deal. And that segment was proudly brought to you by the First Light Core Get Guide Short. Whether you're spending the day in a trout stream, shed hunting, glassing the backcountry for spring bear, whatever the case, Core Get Guide Short has you covered. It's machine washable, but will also dry quickly over a limb or a branch. Check it out. From the blind to the bar, it's the Core Get Guide Short. You can find it at firstlight.com. First Light, go further, stay longer. We'll be right back with more from Kent Cartridge right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Seems hoping you forgot something, but I know I'm only fooling myself. I should have called you by that middle name. Hey y'all, Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a -a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector, and you're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. show, So I hid behind a dumpster in an alley down the street. I didn't want to know if they were shooting at me. The next morning in the paper, read a man had lost his life. Gable Smith, welcoming everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoors show. Little Randy Rogers for you today. Trouble knows my name. 
<laughs> you know, as I've gotten older, I think that uh, that song doesn't quite apply to me as much as it once did. I think my mom, probably even my wife, earlier on in our relationship could attest to that. I'm sure many of you guys out there can as well. Uh, anyway, it is great to be here talking all things hunting and fishing with you. Uh, we've still got Kent Cartridge's Jeff Barry on the line, and we will continue that discussion here momentarily. But first, this segment of the show proudly brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. My friends Josh and Becky Gunther have been taking care of all of my mounts for, gosh, I think eight years now. It's been a long time. They do amazing work with quick turnaround time, and they answer the phone when you call. Whether it's a speckled trout, a white-tailed deer, uh, an exotic, or, you know, if you've made a trip over to Africa, they do it all, and they do it well. Check it out. You can find them at gr8mounts.com. With that being said, let's get back into it here with Jeff Barry of Kent Cartridge, who was nice enough to stick around through the break. And Jeff, before we hit on Fast Steel 2.0, I just want to reiterate how impressed I've been with the Kent Bismuth loads. And uh, I had the pleasure of going down to the Texas coast with Andrew Howard of Howard Communications, uh, who uh, you work with, and then also uh, our friends from Mossberg Firearms, we all met down there for an early teal hunt in September, and we uh, did a small boar hunt. So 20 and 28 gauges only, and we were using the Kent bismuth and uh, teal steel. And the knockdown power of that bismuth, man, wow, that is a hard-hitting load, man. Right, right. Uh, the key there uh, for, for us in the 28 gauge and making that a lethal load for, for waterfowl is is the bismuth shot. Mm-hmm. Uh in terms of density compared to lead, it's 24% greater, uh, has 24% greater density than lead. But then the secret sauce kind of a bismuth is that it's soft as lead, okay? Uh, so, so lead is a relatively soft uh, metal, mm-hmm. okay? And when you combine something that is, I guess, 24% greater density than steel, I'm sorry, uh, I, I was incorrect. It's, it's almost as dense as lead, okay, okay? bismuth is. 9.6, lead is 10.8. Okay, so you take the uh, something that's almost as dense as lead, and it's as as soft as lead. Think about if you're a big game hunter. Okay, you use a soft point bullet or a tip bullet because you want that expansion. You don't use a uh, a full metal jacket bullet. Steel and some of the tungsten based product, it's very hard. It'll zip right through your target. You don't get the full benefit of the energy. Mm-hmm. Bismuth, on the other hand, when it hits that target, it's going to flatten out like a lead pellet would and dump all that energy into the bird. Okay, mm. so if you're using steel in a 28 gauge, you're 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 a little bit less dense uh and so you're not getting as much energy and then steel is a very hard metal and it's it's either going to you know go right through or, or or depending on the distance could potentially bounce off the bird whereas whereas you're going to dump all that energy of the bismuth into the bird uh uh with these pellets compared to steel. Mm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense and I've lost quite a few feral hogs <clears throat> shooting like a, well, back in the day, I didn't really know. And uh, I would shoot 223 FMJs at feral hogs, yep. and you just put pinholes in them. They probably would die, to be honest with you, but I never found them half the time. Right. You really had to shoot them in the head at close range, uh, you know, just, and really, that's not an issue. It's when they start running, you know, you get into a group of them, and the follow-up shots, you know, uh, exactly what you're talking about, just zipping right through them. Um, but not carrying enough, enough uh, knockdown power to to put them down quickly. So live and learn, though, and uh, that makes sense on, on why the bismuth is so effective on those teal 
One other thing to hit on here, Jeff, is FastDeal 2.0. And this is – so I'm in college. I'm basically, you know, I'm buying the cheapest waterfowl ammunition I can. Get out of college and then, you know, uh, the FastDeal was like, hey, this is affordable and it's better than that box sitting over there for seven ninety nine or whatever it was back in the day. And uh, so Kenton has always kind of been, I think, the best – the FastDeal, the best bang for your buck as far as a great load – was still you're not paying the premium that you do you know would for some of the the uh, the higher end you know specialty loads. So how do you make that better? Because I've always been impressed with Fast Steel, and now we've got 2.0 uh, coming out for this fall. Absolutely, we're we're super excited for this cable because you you hit the nail on the head. We we are Fast Steel has been the most affordable premium steel shot shell on the market, and making it better. How do you do it? Well. We take uh, we've always used precision uh, steel, so it's as uniform a steel shot as you can get. Now we're plating it with zinc to mm-hmm. give it an element of corrosion protection. We're using nickel plated heads for some corrosion protection. Okay, so if you get some salt spray on it or get a little damp, uh, you, you don't have to quite be quite as worried as you would with uh, with uh, standard steel or uh, brass heads. It, takes like, key... it just takes hours for that to happen, by the way. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it, it, yeah, you have your, your shells on a bandolier, and you get a little spray on it, and, and by the end of the day, uh, you, you've got rusted rusted heads that you're going to be uh, worried about using going forward. So we've got the corrosion protection. One of, the, one of the biggest benefits and something you can't see is we modified an internal component called a base wad, and as simply as I can put it, is it optimizes functioning in semi-auto firearms. Think about all the new semi-autos that have been introduced into the market in the last five years. Think about all the import guns. There's so many varying chambers and operating uh, systems out there with semi-autos. We needed to ensure that we had a, uh, we, we, we made a shell that was forgiving enough to work with all guns, no matter if you had a tight chamber, no matter if uh, if you're a guy who doesn't like to clean your gun, we, we wanted it to be as forgiving as possible. And I think that's going to be, a, a shooters are going to notice that uh, uh, real quickly. And then we made a few of our loads faster where we could. Uh, when we were looking at Fast Steel 2.0, we didn't just set out to make everything faster. It had to accomplish two things. We had to do it uh, and keep the pattern uniformity the same, and then there had to be only a negligible inc- uh, increase in felt recoil. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were able to increase speeds in uh, 12 gauge three and a half. Uh, one of our configurations, a 12 gauge three inch configuration, and a 20 gauge three inch configuration. Okay, so those three, uh, most notably the 12 gauge three inch ounce and a quarter. We had been running it at 1425, which is you know fairly fast, but now we're able to push it to 1500 hmm. and and keep that pattern uh, pattern uniformity the same uh, as original fast deal and and when you're out there hunting, you won't feel a, a, any recoil, any increase in recoil, because powder technology has certainly improved since Fast Steel, original Fast Steel was introduced uh, in 1998. So neg- negligible recoil increase. What about price increase? We expect the price point to be the same as original Fast Steel. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Very cool. And it, is Fast Steel then being discontinued? 
Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, folks can find it. Uh, most dealers will be closing it out by now. Uh, you know, there, there'll, there'll be some deals available on it. Uh, uh, they'll want to get that, shoot it quick, and, and get into Fast Deal 2.0 because everyone will love it. Yeah. Well, there's once you've improved on it, uh, there's really no reason to keep producing the old one, I guess. So, awesome. Yep. <laughs> Very cool stuff. And that'll be, uh, well, I obviously available for waterfowlers this fall so yeah we we've been shipping it all spring there's some there's some areas of the country that that had it for their conservation season it all kind of depended on uh inventory levels of original fast deal with some of our dealers uh so yeah we've been shipping it since uh since about february awesome awesome jeff well hey uh if we do that uh that teal hunt on the coast again we'll have to get you uh get andrew to to get us all together for that oh absolutely i love two cable All right, Jeff. Well, hey, we certainly appreciate it. All righty. Thanks for having me. All right. Kent Cartridge's Jeff Berry. I tell you, I could talk shot shells or bullets uh, all day. It's fascinating stuff for me trying to understand what makes one superior to another. My advice, though, you get what you pay for when it comes to this stuff. And that's not a plug for Kent. It's uh, just any premium ammunition is probably premium for a reason. Think about it. I mean, yeah, you're going to pay more, but you're going to be out there You've invested so much time, energy, and money already in this sport. Uh, you'd hate to lose an animal or cripple a duck because you skimped on the ammunition. It uh, just doesn't make sense to me. So find the best one that you can afford and stick with it. That's my advice. That segment of the show, by the way, brought to you by my friends over at John X Safaris. If you are thinking about planning your first or maybe your 10th African safari John X is the outfit that you want to go with. That's why I'm going back for the third consecutive year. And, uh, hey, we've already got plans for 2020. So if you want to be part of that experience, shoot me an email, LoneStarOutdoorsShow at gmail.com. I can't wait to go back. I'll be there in June, and I think we're going back in 2020 in June as well. Uh, Love to have you join. Let's take a break. Up next, a special in-studio guest. We'll hear some brand-new music from uh, one of my favorite upcoming acts, Zach Romo of the Zach Romo Band will be in studio with his guitar. Plus, we'll talk some coyote hunting and some fishing as well. We do it next, right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. But your shore's hell going first. I'm chasing taillights straight as a crow flies, hunting just to stand a country. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of Dallas and Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, and now McKinney. Visit BobcatofDallas.com or call 469-586-0000. I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. Little things that you do, they are the things that get me through And I'm up to my hips in snow, I'll think of you When the blue 
There's a little cross-Canadian ragweed. Blue Bonnets is the name of that one, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Cable Smith here with you today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you. And we're just about set to visit with one of my new favorite uh, singer-songwriters, Zach Romo of the Zach Romo Band, is here in studio. I think y'all are going to love his music. Um, We'll talk some outdoors as well. But before we do that, this segment proudly brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and Blinds. Now, not only does All Seasons have a full lineup of deer feeders, protein feeders, bird feeders. I mean, basically, if you can feed an animal with it, they've got it. They've also got the uh, the damn fish feeder. Here's what you do, especially this time of year. You want to get the kids introduced to fishing? Well, start feeding those bass and catfish. You set the damn fish feeder on your damn dam, and you feed your damn fish. It's that easy. It's the damn fish feeder. You can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. All right. Well, let's bring him on right now. Joining me here in the Lone Star Outdoor Show studio, it is my pleasure to welcome Zach Romo to the show. Good to be here, man. It is my pleasure. My pleasure. So I honestly don't know much about you. Um, Not a lot of people do. (laughs) One of our uh, friends, um, Sean... um, basically sent me a link to your stuff on Facebook. So I was, um, you know, at the gym and oh, that's where I kind of always am exploring new music. I just put it on your, your uh, Spotify list there. And I was like, yeah, this is good stuff. Right on, man. So that's always the first uh, test is like, you know, like I told you off there, people want to be on the show all the time. Right. And I'm, you know, humble that they do want to be on the show, but the first thing I'm going to do is go listen to their music. Right. You know? Yeah. If I like it, I'm like, yeah, yeah let's do it. Well, it's cool. I made the cut, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome. <laughs> well, no, truly do do enjoy it. Um, but like I said, since I don't know you very well, or your first time here, hopefully the first of many. Yeah. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about you know where you're from, if you want to get into how you grew up. Um, I know I've done some duck hunting, and, and you're part of the world. Yeah, yeah. Out in West Tewakini, man. That's, that's home. Hunt County area, really. I grew up in a small place called Caddo Mills mm-hmm. out there in that same area. Yeah. And, uh, man, I... Uh, I've been playing music for 15 years. When I lived out in California, uh, a station out there, I was playing a whole different genre. <laughs> and I was just acoustic, you know, more of that Jason Mraz, John Mayer kind of stuff. And uh moved back home when I got out. And I was like, man, I forgot how to wear Wranglers and boots. But I instantly jumped back into it, man. And I got back on my guitar and started playing Texas Country again. And was doing that for a few years at cafes and bars with my lead guitar player then. And... uh we were at our watering hole. This was two years ago. And uh, we were talking, man, you really want to take this off? You know, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, we got to start practicing. You know, it's just me and him at the time. And we didn't know the bar owner was standing right next to us. Mm-hmm. And this was two weeks before St. Patty's Day. And he goes, oh, you guys got a band? I was like, oh, yeah, man, we got a band for sure, dude. <laughs> He's like, well, my St. Patty's Day band just canceled on us. Can you play it? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So he walks away. And I look over at Jake like, dude, we got to put a band together <laughs> real quick, dude. And so we did. We put a, a little three piece together. And uh, had a guy sitting on a drum box and Miley guitar player and me on acoustic. And that night we ended up um, getting the record and attendance and record and sales for that place. I'm like, man, that was a lot of fun. Maybe we have something, you know? Uh-huh. And so we ended up getting our drummer now uh, for the next show. We taught the guy that was playing the drum box how to play bass. He's never played an instrument in his life. Uh-huh. My bass player now, you yeah. know? And um, the next show we got booked to, to open for Roger Crager and Reed Southall. Wow. And we're like, dude, I think we really have something. And so for the last two years, we've been on a run like that where just things that aren't supposed to happen to you happen that way. Uh-huh. And uh, we weren't looking for it. 
you know, we all had the dream, but we were never going to have the drive until we lied to somebody and said we had a band. And, and that's, where, that's where it came from, man. That's, that's no, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So also about your uh, upbringing, um, I, I know that you're a rancher now. Yeah. yeah. So was that like rural upbringing? Did you, were you man, I, and fishing? And- I grew up on a 50-acre, uh, we called it ranch and farm. But it was always changing. It was either cattle or, you know. We never really used the land for what it was for, yeah. but it was a big, it was a big ranch and ponds and fishing and stuff. But I never actually worked a ranch. Uh-huh. And uh, when I got back from the Marine Corps, I was bartending and just. Thanks for your service. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, went straight to bartending and just trying to make quick money because I didn't have a college degree. You know, I was artillery. You can't shoot cannons in Dallas, so I didn't know what I was <laughs> going to do. You know, and um, I was working for for the city. And couldn't and I was like, this is this is crap, dude. You know, all the. PP and everything you got to do. I was like, man, I just got out doing all this stuff and, and having a finger on me this whole time. I said, I want to do something new. And so I got an opportunity to go work this ranch out in Poetry, Texas. And I was there for about three years, man. And it was a dream job. And um, once this music thing started taking off, you know, me and him sat down. He was like like my dad. And he was like, man, I think you should you should pursue this. I think you should do it. And I said, well, that, you know, kind of I want to talk to you too because I'm going to. And I left there and pursued the music. And, uh, about six months after that, a buddy of mine has a ranch. He runs a, a glass shop off his property, but he's got about a thousand acres out there and three hundred head of cattle. And uh, he had a guy quit on him. He said, "Man, you come, you can run a tractor for a couple of days." I said, "Yeah, man, I'll, I'll come help you out." And I've been there for about a year now, <laughs> you know, just helping out with that. And, it, and I don't mind it, dude. I mean, I have my own lead way, and I'm, I'm really busy with this music business and learning mm-hmm. the business side of that. So he knows, I'm, like here today, you know, yeah. I, I come here and do this stuff all the time, and it's just a dream job, man, just ranching and. Shooting yeah. coyotes and <laughs> yeah, and you told me you told me off the air, you guys lost a lot of coyotes this year. I mean, lost yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of coyotes, of man. Cattle, two coyotes. Yeah, man, we had about three hundred, and then we worked them, and we I think we ended up with two seventy five, uh-huh. and then right after that we lost. I mean, this winter was just brutal for everybody out in that area. The nutrition, nobody could bail because the rain was so bad. You know, we're feeding out three year old bales, and it was just bad. And the nutrition that for these cows, nasty. yeah, man, and they they just sit down like I was telling you earlier. Uh-huh. And they can't get back up. They don't have the energy. You know, their muscles just won't do it. And uh, so either we'd have to, you know, put them out of their misery or, or the coyotes would get to them. Mm-hmm. And so once that started happening, we started seeing that they're calving on the ground and the coyotes were getting to the calves and to the moms. And so we started uh, taking so action. actually lost cows, not oh, just yeah. calves. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. To coyotes. Yep. Wow. And buzzards. Because oh. they sit there and while they're alive, man, the buzzards go after them while they're alive. Jeez. And the cows can't do nothing about They ain't got no energy. Uh-huh. And uh, so we started taking those those dead cows and putting them in a certain area, and we were just hunting every morning coyotes. And every morning we were getting some, dude. Huh. Yeah, it was it was it was insane winter. Right now everything's healthy and running good. And, yeah. But that winter was brutal. I think on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I nuts. think that I think people hear, oh, ranchers lose livestock to coyotes all the time, blah blah blah. But to hear how uh, how many head. You guys actually lost those. Yeah. And that's significant. Yeah. And you think about all the all the herd that's out there around it. Yeah. That they don't scare the coyotes off at all. They're 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 going out into yeah. it, you know. I mean, there's farmers that have five head and they're like, Yeah, I lost a cow. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, I get it. But you have three hundred head out there, they're all standing around this coyote doing that. I mean, they don't they don't care, man. They're ruthless. Yeah. yeah. Um I bet you guys are probably covered up with hogs in that part of the world too. Oh yeah, man. It's yeah. great. Uh, my, our buddy Sean, uh-huh. man, yeah. back there where he where, they live in poetry. That's just hog heaven out there, man. Yeah. We have a good time out there. Uh, where I'm ranching now, it's a lot of open land. We have one creek that runs through, and there's one little spot, man. But out in poetry, it's it's hogzillas out there, man. It's fun. So 
Growing up in that area, did y'all have a hog problem as a kid? Man, growing up, I, I never, I never got got out to go do that kind. Of, I was hunting, you know, I was BB gunning birds and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I never went hog hunting as a kid. I was always, uh, of course, in that time frame, even living on the ranch, I was listening to like Breaking Benjamin and and in that emo stage kind of. You know, I mean, I was a different person back then. You know, yeah. it, it didn't it didn't interest me. Uh-huh. I didn't mind it, but it just wasn't it wasn't my thing. Yeah. Until I really got out of the service and back home, and I, I really started getting into that and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Fishing always, even yeah. back then, but but not hunting so much. Uh-huh. Well, and we'll talk a little fishing here in a little bit. Um, musical influences on you as far as like on the, on the country side of things, because that's obviously, you're about to play a couple songs for us, and that's what's coming through, you know, when I'm listening to your stuff. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, maybe Whiskey Myers. Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. Yeah, that was, that's the first one I was about to say, man. Really? <laughs> Whiskey Myers, man. And Jay, what it got me turned on Texas Country was Jason Bowling. Mm-hmm. His song called Somewhere Down in Texas. And ah, man, I remember where I was. 2006, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, riding the bus and my buddy gave me his uh, iPod because mine was dead. And the first song that came on, I said, like, what is this? You know, I, and I'd lived in Texas my whole life and I, I didn't I didn't listen to Corey Monroe or none of them. You know, I didn't listen to nobody. I was like, who is? Like, it's Jason Bullen. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm pursuing. This, this, is, it just spoke to me, dude. Like, it gave me chills. It just spoke to me. And I never listened to that kind of music. Uh-huh. Of course, I grew up with George Strait and all that stuff, but this was different. Yeah. And uh, him, and then I was introduced to Whiskey Myers when I was in high school. You know, we're the same age as those guys. So they lived down in Palestine, which was about an hour away. Yeah. Somebody came to school with a CD, and you got to listen to these guys. And then I got turned on to them, you know. And then Cohen Parker, right now, you know, they're, they're, as far as songwriting goes, or my songwriting influence, those guys can write a song. Mike Ryan, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's killer. And uh, we've gotten the opportunity to open for some of these guys. And you always think when you meet them, you're going to be like disappointed. Not one of them, not one person we've opened for has been like, they've all been opening. They, what, do, what do you guys want to know, man? And Parker especially, uh, um, Stoney. Stoney yeah. was neat, man. And just Jack Ingram was the best one, dude. Really? He opened his whole his whole life up to us, man. He's, he's a cool dude. And uh, seeing that side of the music as far as Texas country, I don't think you can go to any other genre and that happens. Maybe it does with every, every now and again a guy's cool. Every single person we meet is supportive of us. They want us to succeed. You know, it ain't competition. Yeah. And that just makes me love Texas country even more. That's yeah, funny. Uh, Jason Bowman has done the show a couple times over the years. Anyway, he missed one of the, the phone calls. Like, hey, we're supposed to re- tape this interview. At, I don't you know, whatever time it was. I call his manager and he's like, you know, you know he quit drinking a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think he still takes in <laughs> marijuana for sure. <laughs> And he's like, he, his manager's like, damn it, he's probably stoned again. He's like, Jason, he calls me like 10 minutes later. He's like, hey, man. <laughs> and then I think he felt bad. And so he's like, why don't you uh, why don't you come to our show tonight? And he's like, come, come to the show. Come to the bus before and we'll hang out. And going back to how nice these guys are, you know, I, I knock on the tour bus. He opens the door. All of this smoke. Just <laughs> and it wasn't cigarette smoke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, as far as like nice guy, oh uh, yeah. And, uh, I haven't got to meet him yet. I've always heard that though. Yeah. He's a cool dude. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I, I mean, he almost drank himself to death. Yeah. And he got his got his uh, stuff together. Um, still making great music. But uh, as far as your music, I uh, am excited to let our audience hear what you've got going on. So the record you just put out a record like last yeah. month. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we just put our EP out March eighth. We released our first single in uh, June on June fourth or January fourth. And uh, we were super excited about that. We were going to release a single, single, and then the rest of the EP. Mm-hmm. And we released the breakthrough on January 4th, and come February 4th, it debuted top 40 on the Texas music charts. Yeah. 
And we we didn't we were like, what's happening, dude? That's cool. I mean, that's not huge for an artist that's been doing it a lot, but for us, we're like, what? No, we're just no name, nobody from Hunt County, Texas, you know. And that was really cool for us. Then we released a second single called What I Need, and it it took off. And we could not wait for March eighth to get here and release the full EP. And we had our album release party at uh Leavenworth yeah. down the street and about four hundred, five hundred people showed up. And man, we had a party. It was it was fun, man. And since then the, the album's been doing really good. And we're really proud of it, man. Why don't you go ahead and play one for us? We'll do. The song's called Picture Down. Well, it seems to me time I've sat in this chair Heard her empty words filling up the air Thousand yards stare right through the clock Scraping the label on my shiny bike And I wonder if she ever think about me Smile in the morning, does she live carefree? Listen to my songs on a stereo But when they come on, does she turn them down low? She pick up the phone, does she stare at my name? Sat around her friends, her smile through Pain, but I would give to have her here Seems too many times I've sat in this chair And do you think she still loves me Even though it was rough Do you think she'll hear her name If I scream it enough Do you think this house haunts her Pictures of me She throw them in a fire As she lay there weak Question on question This is my life now Shine a box bottle and a picture down I drive 30 miles west just to pass her house No, she ain't home, I don't know what it's about It's memories I'm trying to throw away but to do that, gotta face my pain Every little day I do a little bit better Every now and then I find that letter Leaving the envelope does something to me I put a smile on but the heart don't agree Do you think she still loves me? You know it was rough Do you think she'll hear name if I scream it enough? Do you think this house haunts her? Pictures of me, she throw them in a fire, she lay there weak. Question on question, this is my life now. Shine a box bottle and a picture down. Pictures are gone and it's bittersweet I ain't thinking of her, she ain't thinking about me Lay my head and try to sleep in peace As a few questions sing me to sleep Do you think she still loves me? No, it was rough Do you think she'll hear name if I scream it enough? Do you think this house haunts me? Pictures of me Is she throwing me in a fire and she lay there Question on question, this is my life now Shine a box bottle and a picture down
thinks she still loves me. Awesome, man. Love that one. Thank you, man. Yeah, so I think there's a total of six of your songs that you can get on Spotify. You've got the five on the EP. Uh, there should be, I think there's seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Diane. Diane and Picture Down. Oh, yeah. Okay, right on. So seven. Are you guys working on new stuff already? Yeah, man. Constantly writing. Uh, we're going to ride this EP for a little bit, I think, at least by the end of the year, mm-hmm. be in the studio. Awesome. Or at least have the studio done and just ready to release by the end of the year. But we're going to ride this EP for a little bit. You know, this is our our kind of ticket to get into a lot of doors. You can't always just call places and be like, hey, man, we're banned. We're, we're decent. You know, can, can we play there? Yeah. Well, do you have any music? No. Well, now we do with this EP. And so this is what kind of we're, we're going to ride it for a little bit and see what happens. But uh, definitely got an album in the works. I think we've got a full album already written out. We're just going to. Awesome. Well, uh, why don't we play another song here? Yeah, man, let's do it. It's our new single called Breakthrough. time I've tried, but it's a breakthrough. Just like a movie, you play in my mind, your kiss and your smile, both stuck on real life. Cut so I've tried, but it's a break. Well, my heart just keeps on saying, let her go, let her go. But my head just keeps on screaming, she needs to know, so let her know. And my blues, they keep on singing, don't let it show. This ain't the first time that I've tried 
get you And I guarantee it ain't the last time It'll rescue my heart and my head and my blues My heart and my head and my blues This ain't the first time I've tried but it's a break Maggie. Let's take a quick break, come back, hear a couple more songs, talk a little fishing. Sounds great, man. Excellent. And that segment brought to you by Pulsar Night Vision and Thermal Imaging Technology. Check out the brand new Thermal Axiom. This is the latest and greatest in monocular technology. It's a little more compact than the Helion, but still offers some of the great features without um, quite the price tag. Check it out. It's the Pulsar Axiom, and you can find it at PulsarNV.com. We'll be right back with more from Zach Romo. You are listening to the Pulsar Outdoor Show. When the highway called, Mama said, Boy, don't send me no tears back to Wichita Falls. Are you tired of waking up at 2 a.m. to fight public land skybusters? Cable here for Three Crow Outfitters and their new North Texas Duck Club, which consists of over 3,000 acres and 40 water bodies throughout Ellis and Navarro counties. Three Crow does the planting, provides metal blinds, decoys, and posts a weekly scouting report. All you and your buddies do is reserve the property you want and show up to hunt. This opportunity is limited to 10 four-person memberships, so for the waterfowling experience of your lifetime, go to threecurl.com or call 214-641-8097 today. Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffbear's once again the number one Polaris dealer in Texas. Pike County, Illinois, and the surrounding area is hallowed ground for whitetail hunters. And with 21 years experience, Golden Triangle Whitetails is the oldest outfitter in the state. Spread out over 14,000 acres, they have 350 acres of food plots, 500 tree stands, and over 80 box blinds. The guides take pride in having hunters harvest giant Midwest bucks. Golden Triangle Whitetail hunts the Illinois archery, shotgun, and muzzleloader season. They have a full-time chef and excellent lodging. Book your whitetail hunt of a lifetime by going to www.goldentrianglewhitetail.com today. I made the scene of the copper's That's the music of Fred J. Eaglesmith, Jericho, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club, thanks to Lone Star Beer, and Hoff Power Players as well, our longtime presenting sponsors. I'm Cable Smith. Thank you for being here today, as we've still got Zach Romo of the Zach Romo Band here in studio with us, about to talk some fishing, probably hear a couple more tunes as well. But before we do that, this segment of the presentation proudly brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas this spring. Be sure to grab a 12-pack of the brand-new 24-7, made for Texas easy drinking. It's, uh, I believe, 2.7% alcohol, so not going to knock you on your hiney if you have two or three of them while you're out there. Maybe you've got the smoker fired up or you're out there grilling or, heck, drowning some bait out on the lake, whatever the case, Lone Star 24-7, Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. 
All right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get back into it with our friend Zach Romo, who was nice enough to stick around through the break. Appreciate it, brother. Enjoying the conversation. Um, so talk a little bit about yourself as an angler. I know that's kind of your passion. You've gotten into more hunting coyotes out of necessity these days. Yeah. Because uh, they won't, you know, relentless on your on your uh, cattle. Um, but I know you, your passion is fishing. So, man, I just I, I grew up uh, pond fishing. Never went to the lake. I never lake fished until about You're two. Right there by Tawakini. I know, dude. And I ne- I'm by Hubbard. I'm right between Hubbard and Tawakini, man. And I never lake fished my whole life until probably two years ago. Uh-huh. I went out on Tawakini. You know, I was getting more out in that area, and uh, went with a buddy of mine, and we were just chasing birds all over the lake, dude. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is awesome, man. And I, I mean, I still to this day, I love fishing, man. I still to this day, I don't know. I couldn't tell you name brands of bait. I couldn't tell you this. I can tell you that was green. I used it and I caught this big ass fish. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's. I just love, love, love fishing, man. Yeah. So stripers or hybrids? Or hybrids, what? stripers, bass, crappie. I don't care if it's a perch as long as it fights, dude. Like it's it just whatever. Tawakini's got a nice uh, striper fishery. Yeah, man. Yeah, the hybrids, man. We we went out uh last week with with my bass player and uh, he caught a, I think it was about six pound hybrid. It was nice. dude. It was pretty. Yeah. And uh, I didn't catch nothing, <laughs> but they got some nice stuff out there in Tawakin. Catfish, man. Oh, I'm not a huge big, catfish. Big blue yeah, cat. I'm not a huge blue cat huge. fisherman. I want. I want to be. Yeah. I've never done the noodle and stuff. I want to do that. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about it, but uh. uh for you in, in this business, you need those fingers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Sticking. Stick get some uh, turtles in there and stuff, man. Oh, lose. Oh man, man. I've yeah. heard some nightmare stories about that. Yeah. But uh, um, Tawakin's definitely got them big old blue cat out there. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um. We were talking off the air. You you really haven't had the opportunity to go on any vacations, as you know, full time um, right. the ranch, and then music is starting to take off for you. And you've been at this for two years now. Yeah, starting to see the fruits of the labor. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and so anyway, you you had a birthday here recently, and y'all went up to Brokenville, which is like one of my my favorite places. To oh yeah, dude, it was awesome, man. So uh, me and a lady, we we took it was Monday through Wednesday, so we really had just one full day out there. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I don't get a lot of vacation time. So I said, when we get there, we ain't doing nothing. We're going to sit. We got this cool little studio cabin, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. And we're not doing a dang thing. And uh, went up there, and that's exactly what we did. Well, we hit the casino as soon as we got there. And that was bad. But uh, got in the cab, man. We relaxed the first night. The next night, we kind of went out to the lake and uh, threw a line. Didn't even get a bite, but it didn't even matter, man. It was so beautiful out there. Yeah. And you've, you've been out there, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Dude, it's, it's just it's breathtaking. It's great out there. trout fishery, you know. Um, I like to fly fish. I've not. Never done it. I'm not good at it. Never done it, man. And, and, here, and this is proof because um, we went with uh, my my in-laws, took Aaron and the kids, and I said, well, I'm going to go fishing. And she was like, okay, you know, just remember, this is family vacation. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm just going to try to catch. I just want to catch one fish. I'll be fine. You know, I'll get my fix and <laughs> like my drug, you know. And uh, eight, like eight hours later, the sun's going down. I come back. <laughs> And she's like, you are selfish. You know what? <laughs> but she's like, how many fish did you catch? And I was like, oh, one. Oh, jeez. Oh, eight hours. Oh, man, I would have lied on that fish, one. You know? I would have lied on that one. I would have said I caught 20 and gave it to the village because they were hungry or something, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Broken Bows. Is just that was beautiful, man. We're going back for mm-hmm. sure, man. What is your bucket list, like fishing trip? Or is there a fish out there that... I've never been deep sea fishing, man. Uh-huh. And I think that'd be rad. My, my buddies go all the time and I never get, never get invited. You guys listen. <laughs> But uh, take your Dramamine. Yeah, that yeah. that's that that's one thing I'm worried about. Yeah. But uh, man, I'd like to catch a shark. That'd be cool. Shark. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Uh, um, let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a listen to uh, a song that actually 
I uh, I, I kind of requested it, but it's a uh, Diane. Yeah, it was a tough one to write. And actually, I wrote it, man. I was in my mom's living room <laughs> at her house, and we were having a family dinner. Uh-huh. And everybody was in the kitchen, and I just picked up my old dad's old guitar and just came out of nowhere. It wasn't a sad mood or nothing, but as soon as I started playing, I was like, this sucks, dude. <laughs> oh, man, this hurts so bad. And I played it for them that night. And they were like, Zach, that's something. Like, I was just going to be fooling around with it. And I said, man, I don't know. It was before the band, like right before the, we, we put the band together. I said, no, that's something. And so I recorded on GarageBand on my phone, mm-hmm. and I put it on Facebook, and I went, wow. I said, like, maybe it is. So that's the first one we recorded. That one, a picture down, the one I played earlier. Too far away to even hear the echo of your name as these sound waves fade out through the air. And if I'm ever found, I want you to know with my last breath from my chest, wrap my chest and spoke dying. This pain, would you hear it? I'm dying, I'm dying, and you're the only one who can save me. This pain, would you hear? Dying, I'm dying, and you're the only one who can save me. Are you listening to me, darling? Awesome, man. 
Love that one. Thank you so much, man. And uh, and I know that one probably comes from a, from a painful place. Dude, it was a tough song to write, man. And it, it's one of those songs that came in, in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Just the pen just was flowing. And it wasn't even really my mind writing. It was just like... Emotions. Yeah. Everything I hadn't said in years just, just poured out. And dude, it was a really weird time. I wasn't thinking about this girl or nothing. And all of a sudden, it popped in my head. Wrote the song. And I, I played it for uh, my mom. And she was like, Zach, that's, that's something. You know, it's something I was going to write and just write off, you know. Put it on Facebook and it, and it went... It went pretty, uh, I got a lot of views from there, and they're like, no, you got to record it, you got to get in the studio. So that was the first one we recorded on the um, on that first album yeah. with Picture Down. Well, um, funny you mentioned your mom, and I, uh, Tim McCreary was in, yeah, the, yeah. in the studio last week, and I told him you were coming, I don't know, we started talking about you, and um, he was like, I know his mom. He's like, he pulls up his phone, he's like, Here's a picture of her with her first turkey. She yeah, shot yeah, last yeah. Week. A couple yeah. weekends ago, yeah, she went out there and they said they sat down. She was there for like twenty minutes. You know, she's never been turkey hunting in her life. Uh, how cool is that? Twenty minutes and just walks out. Bow. Yeah. You know, she sends me a million pictures of it and all proud. <laughs> that was a really cool, really cool experience. Good for her because yeah. I spent all weekend last weekend I didn't <laughs> shoot a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. um, another song. We got time for one more, and uh, and this goes back to. Sure, your military time. Yeah, man, this song is very special. We end every show with this song. My drummer and myself are both Marines, oh, and we awesome. we served together. And um, when we got out, um, we kind of talked about this off air, but I didn't know where I was, what I was going to do when I got back to Texas, mm-hmm. and and I was really struggling. And it wasn't so much the uh, like waking up in cold sweat and nightmares or nothing. It was really just worried. My dad had just passed away, oh. and my mom didn't work. It was like, how am I going to do this? Like I had my son, you know, just got. Freshly divorced. Everything just came at one time, you know. And so I was like, I, don't, I, don't, I was staying up at night, and, and one of the lines in there says, uh, "Counting dollars, not sheep." And I was, man, I didn't know, know how we make ends meet, and I was struggling. I was like, man, do I go back in, or do I stay out? You know, did I, did I do my time and, and do my thing, and now I can come back, or or what do I do? And I was really struggling with that camaraderie, and so I wrote that song from a really dark place. And uh, when we got the band together, I found that camaraderie, man. And it wasn't about the money. It was about, I had a family now. It takes care of my family and that family, you know. And so that song is very, written from a dark place. And now when we play it, it's really special. It's not so dark. It's emotional. And it's every time we play it, it's emotional. And every time we play it, there's a USA, USA chant at the end of it, you know. And it's just a really, really, really powerful song to our hearts. And I think it, it resonates to those who serve. And in those families that have people that serve. And maybe even those that don't. But it's a really, really cool song for us, man. Well, I personally didn't serve. Um, the closest thing I have is both of my grandfathers served in World War II. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, the greatest generation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, those were real wars back then, man. Yeah. What I appreciate uh, y'all's service for sure. Thank you so and much, I, man. I think our listeners are going to like this one. Let's take a listen. Cool. This song's called Dog is a War. Time for sheep. I just say beside the bed that I'm on. Was I right? Was I wrong? I got what ifs circling round my mind. And 
peace these days it's hard to find Searching ways just to clear my brain Should I go? Should I stay? Should I go? Should I stay? Mass gunshots ring out through my head I'm hanging on to the last words he ever said Thank love you, brother. I love that tune. Thank you, brother. Appreciate yeah. it. Really, truly. So, where can folks find you guys? Man, we're, we're all over the, the social media networks, yeah. the music.coms or what all that stuff is, and zachromoband.com. Okay. We're all on that. Um, Touring every weekend? Every weekend, man. We're somewhere. Yeah. Um, right now, we're just getting to the point where we're pushing out. Man, we got Houston and, and Waco and uh, Hunt County, a whole lot. You know, we're from East Texas out there. Yeah. Uh, we just debuted in deep ellen last weekend was our was our first debut out there we've been hitting the stockyards probably been there about three times now mm-hmm. we're just anywhere it goes man and, and we don't have a booking agent or nothing like that so we're all calling making these making these ends meet and um but we'll go wherever it pays man if they call us in alaska we'd be there because <laughs> it's funny the stockyards it smells like cow crap and uh my brother 
he brought me this candle back from there. <laughs> and it smells like leather, and somehow they put, like, cow poop in the thing. That is <laughs> it's, awesome. It's right here. It says Fort Worth. Yeah, stockyards are awesome. Well, I'm glad things are going so well for you guys. Thank it's you, man. On, I mean, obviously, it's a work in progress, but it seems like right now, things are... Uh, we're riding away right now, man. I think, I think, to. yeah, I think yeah. we're on the right ride, man. Awesome. Well, I love the music, man. And uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to go wet a wine or do something. You know, Absolutely, man. I'm down anytime. You can come I'll, out to I'll, West Joaquin. I'll bring my thermal out and I'll help you with those coyotes. Yeah, come <laughs> on, dude. Anytime, man. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, thanks, Zach. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. All right, there you go. Zach Romo of the Zach Romo Band. And I think there's uh, only two kinds of people in this world, those who've heard Zach Romo and those who will. All <laughs> right? Great stuff there. Big fan of his music. Uh, that segment... Of the presentation was brought to you by Vortex Optics. Check out the new Ranger HD 4000 rangefinder. This thing's got a 4,000 yard reflective detection. I mean, that's insane, right? Absolutely insane. It's brand spanking new. Retails for uh, under 500 bucks. And and while you're not going to need it for hunting whitetails out of your tree stand, if you're into Western big game hunting at all. It's got to be a part of your kit. There's no doubt about that. It's the new Vortex Ranger 4000. You can find it at vortexoptics.com. Unfortunately, man, we have got to go. Got to get out of here. We are flat out of time for today. Thanks to both of our guests, Zach Romo as well, as our friend Jeff Barry of Kent Cartridge. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of the Lone Star Outdoors show. Here's a little Bark Pro taking us on home. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying y'all have a great week in the outdoors.